to us and let the name be glorified. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's have our seats. We are welcome to his presence. Let's open our Bibles to the book of First Chronicles. First Chronicles chapter 17, verse 14. First Chronicles chapter 17, verse 14. First Chronicles 17, 14. I read. But I will settle him, it's been shown on the screen. But I will settle him in my house. And in my kingdom forever. And his throne shall be established forevermore. Amen. Amen. The topic of our discussion this morning is a prayer point. It's a very simple prayer point. It simply says, settle me, O Lord. As if you mean, it says, settle me, O Lord. Somebody is not sure. If you want God to settle you today, you are in God's house. Open your mouth and say what? Settle me. The Lord will settle you in Jesus' name. What does it mean to settle? To settle means to obtain that thing that is very important or precious to you from source. Maybe I, I mean, uh, putting it in a more grammatical, uh, whatever. I would say to be settled. When you are settled, it means that which you desire, that which is precious to you, has been obtained from source, whatever the source may be. And that's very important. Now, the source we are looking at today is who? It's God. That's why we said, settle me, O Lord. You, you want God to settle you. You want God to do something new in your life. And he will do it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, the precious thing that you desire, the precious thing with which you are going to be settled, might be in the hand of someone else. It may not be God that is hindering you from receiving that precious thing. The Bible tells us that Daniel one day went on his knees and began to pray. He began to seek the face of God. He realized that, I mean, it's the people of, of, of Judah should have gone back to Jerusalem from the land of captivity. But nothing was happening. He began to pray. The Bible says the day he began to pray, what happened? God answered him. But Daniel had to continue to pray for how many days? 21 days until God settled him. God will settle you. Amen. I said God will settle you. Amen. He continued praying for 21 days. And then the day that there was a breakthrough for him, like someone here today will have a breakthrough. Amen. On the day of his breakthrough, the angel said, from the day you started praying, God had your prayers. I want to tell someone here, God has had your prayers. Amen. Whatever is hindering your breakthrough, the Lord will take care of it today in Jesus' name. Amen. So the precious thing could be in the hands of someone else. But you need God to settle you. Because the mighty might be sitting on your inheritance. Is that not so? The mighty might be sitting on your inheritance. Some of us, what is just coming to my mind now is some of us who are from God's own country. If you don't know which country is God's own country, uh, don't worry. <laughs> I 
And then maybe you have, <laughs> maybe, maybe you have worked all your life, and it's time for your pension to be paid. You know, in Canada, you just file some papers, and before you know it, money flows into your account. But in God's own country, things are done differently. You might be due for your pension, and for 10 years, you are waiting for the pension. The day the man dies is the day they will release his pension. Because they know he can no longer claim it. That is a settlement for which that individual needs what? Needs divine intervention. Needs God to intervene. There have been instances of men queuing up, waiting for their, I don't know if it's pension or gratuity, whichever, whichever one they call it. And on the, I was going to say prayer line. On the, <laughs> on the queue, on the pension line. The man just falls down there and he's gone. He's waiting to collect his pension. You will not wait forever. Amen. That's why we are saying today God should settle somebody. Who is that person? The Lord will settle you in Jesus' name. Amen. I said the Lord will settle you in Jesus' name. Amen. In the book of Obadiah, Obadiah has only one chapter. Verses 17 and 18. We all know that passage. Obadiah chapter 1, verse 17. He says, Upon Mount Zion there shall be deliverance. The settlement that somebody needs is deliverance. God will deliver you today. Amen. Whatever it be that is oppressing you, whatever it be that is sitting upon your inheritance, today is the day of your deliverance in the name of Jesus. Amen. The Bible says there shall be deliverance. There shall be holiness. And the house of Jacob shall possess their possession. And everybody that hears this message today will possess his possession. Everyone that hears this message will possess her possession. Whatever is your entitlement, whatever is due unto you, receive it in Jesus' name. I say receive it in Jesus' name. The Bible says the house of Jacob shall be a fire. Tell somebody I'm a fire. Tell somebody I'm burning for the Lord. You know what that means? The Bible says now the house of Esau, that is the house that is contending with you for what? For stubble. When fire and stubble, when they come together, something happens. What happens? The fire burns brighter. Why? Because the stubble becomes a fuel for the fire to burn brighter. Whatever has been hindering your destiny from moving forward, it will be destroyed today in Jesus' name. Every hindrance to your glory will be destroyed today in Jesus' name. Because you are moving forward. Tell somebody I'm moving forward. You are moving forward in Jesus' name. The children of Israel were wanderers and slaves until God decided that their time had come. That he would settle them in a land flowing with what? Milk and honey. Maybe you are in Canada. And in spite of being in Canada, it's like you've been, you've been like a wanderer. There is an inheritance for you. God has decided. Your season of divine settlement is now. Amen. And it will settle you in Jesus' name. Amen. When you look at Exodus chapter 3, Exodus 3, verses 7 and 8. Exodus 3, 7 and 8. God was speaking to Moses. He said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. That's an assurance for someone here today. You think you are, whatever you are going through, you are alone, you are hidden, nobody cares. Brother, nobody needs to care. In Egypt, nobody cared about the children of Israel. Is that not so? The people that were supposed to help them were using them to gain favor before their, their, their Lord. 
nobody on earth cared, but somebody in heaven cared. That one that cared in heaven still cares today. He said, I have seen the affliction of... You see, one thing you have to realize is, if God will settle you, there's an element of affliction involved that God will take away. That God will do what? That's why the Bible says, weeping may endure. For how long? But joy comes. Your morning has come. I said, your morning has come. So he said, look, I have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. Two things that I want someone to take note of. The Lord is saying, I have seen. Tell me what God has seen. There's nothing you are going through that is hidden from the Lord. There's nothing you are going through that he does not know. And he's saying, I have seen. But he's not just looking at you from afar. Look at what he said. He said, I have come down. Ah, ah God has come down for you. I said, God has come down for you. And he will set you today in Jesus' name. Verse 8, he said, I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. God has come down to settle you. And he will settle you in Jesus' name. When you go back to the passage we read in 1 Chronicles chapter 17, verse 14, there are three things there I want to bring out about what I call elements of divine settlement. Three things, very briefly. Because today we are going to pray. And the Lord has already heard our prayers. Amen. But we must open our mouth and pray. Three things. Number one, there is a location to divine settlement. There is what? A location to divine settlement. In that, he said, I will settle him in my house. That's very important, brethren. You must not be found wanting in the house of the Lord. Your settlement starts from where? Is somebody with me this morning? Your settlement starts from where? The house of the Lord. That's why the psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Because that's where my settlement begins. That's where I begin to possess my possessions. That's why the Bible says, upon Mount Zion, there shall be holiness, there shall be deliverance. Those are elements that are, I mean, in abundance in the house of the Lord. Those are elements that are in abundance in Christ's chapel. When you come into the presence of the Lord here, you are coming to the presence of divine holiness. And deliverance that comes from none other place but where the throne of grace. You will be separate today in Jesus' name. In Genesis chapter 15, from verse 13 to verse 14, verse 16. We're not going to read. But you see the Lord saying unto, the, uh, unto Abraham, Your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land. They will serve them. They will afflict them 400 years. Affliction again. So if you've been under any form of affliction, I want you to rejoice this morning. Because your time to celebrate has come. Amen. I say your time to celebrate has come. The Lord is saying, I've seen the affliction. I saw the affliction in the land of Egypt. I am come to set them free. He told Abraham. He said, the nation that they serve will I judge. 
every nation that has been afflicting you. The Lord will begin to judge today in Jesus' name. Amen. I said the Lord will begin to judge today in Jesus' name. Amen. When we are saying nation there, it could be a man, it could be a woman, it could be a person. Whoever is sitting on your inheritance, whoever is sitting on that which the Lord has released unto you, the judgment of God will locate that person today in the name of Jesus. Amen. And then he said, afterward, they will come out with great substance. I want to tell somebody, you will not go out empty-handed. Tell your neighbor, I, I will not go out empty-handed. God will settle me. As if it means, he said, God will settle me. He will settle you in Jesus' name. There is no limitation, brethren, and you are not limited. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 25, 24 and 25. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 24 and 25. Very important. I said the first point is there is a location to divine settlement. The second point is there is a kingdom to divine settlement. There is what? There is a kingdom to divine settlement. There's a kingdom to divine settlement. When you go to that Deuteronomy chapter 11, verses 24 to 25, the Bible says, Every place the soles of your feet shall tread shall be yours. Who is God talking today? So, you didn't come to church today without stepping on the, on the soil of barren. Is that not so? The Lord is saying, the soul of your feet have stepped upon this land. I'm giving it to you. Amen. Somebody is not receiving it. Amen. The Lord is saying, the soul of your feet have stepped upon this land. I'm giving it to you. Amen. Receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, receive it in Jesus' name. Look at verse 25. Verse 25. There shall no man be able to stand before you. For the Lord your God shall lay the fear of you and the dread of you upon all the land that you shall tread upon as he has said unto you. So there is one limitation you, you need to uproot. What is that limitation? No. It is you waking up and deciding not to leave the house. It is you waking up tomorrow morning and deciding to do nothing. That is the only thing that can limit your divine possession. Is somebody with me this morning? He said, wheresoever the soul of your feet shall tread, I have given it unto you. Not only have I given it unto you, I have laid your fear. Tell somebody my fear. See, your fear is now in the hands of the enemy. Tell someone I'm unstoppable. There is a kingdom to divine settlement. And there is no limitation to the expanse of that kingdom. The only limitation is the one you put or the one you place upon yourself. Can you please tell your neighbor, stop limiting yourself? It's very important. The only limitation upon how far you go is the limitation you place upon yourself. We all know Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. It's a blessing that God released upon all. Tell somebody that includes me. Genesis 1 28. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful. Multiply. Replenish the earth. Subdue it. 
you cannot do all that if you just sit down in one place. You cannot do all that if all you do is wake up and sleep and watch TV. Because they are going to give you, what do they call that thing? CERB. What's the name of CERB? Uh -huh. COVID uh, remuneration. Amen? You've got to get up, walk on the land, and possess the land. The Lord is saying, I've given you the land. He said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue it. Look at the next thing. Have dominion. Tell somebody, I have dominion. There is a kingdom to divine settlement. A kingdom is a place of the king's dominion. There is a place that God has prepared for you to exercise authority. But you must get there to exercise that authority. That's why we are crying this morning and saying, Lord, do what? Settle me, O Lord. God will settle you. Amen. I say, God will settle you. When we are talking about the kingdom, I've mentioned this before, there is a journey involved. A journey to divine settlement that involves, <laughs> it involves affliction. It involves taking you out of your comfort zone. It involves you experiencing things that you say, oh, I mean, it was never this way before. It involves pushing you into the place of your divine promotion. 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 10. 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 10. says, but the God of all grace. The God of what? All grace. So there are different types of grace. Who has called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After that you have suffered a while. You see? Suffered for how long? A while. Make you perfect. Establish. Strengthen. And settle you. He will settle you today in Jesus' name. Amen. That tells me one thing, brethren. Your settlement will be challenged. There shall be there will be a challenge to the divine settlement. There will be a challenge to what God wants to do in your life. But victory is assured. Amen. I say victory is assured. Amen. Look at what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 60, verse 14. Isaiah 60, verse 14. Isaiah 60, verse 14. And that's a word. A word to someone here today. Isaiah 60 verse 14. It says, The sons of them that afflicted thee shall come bending unto thee. <laughs> Is somebody listening to me this morning? The sons of those that afflicted thee shall do what? Shall come And all they that despise thee shall bow themselves down at the sole of your feet. Amen. Tell somebody God is talking to me. And they shall call thee the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Because God is settling you. When God is true with you, those that were oppressing you, those that have written you off, they will come and bow down to you and say, ah, God is with you. What is your secret? Show us your secret. The Lord will set you today in Jesus' name. The third thing about this settlement is that there is a time to divine settlement. There is a time. And somebody's time has come. Amen. I think somebody's time has come. Amen. Who is that person? Amen. The Bible says to everything there's a season. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1. And a time to every purpose under the heaven. Verse 4 says, a time to weep 
and a time to laugh. Your time to laugh has come. Amen. I say your time to laugh has come. Amen. When you go to verse 11, I love that verse 11. Verse 11. He had made everything beautiful in his time. The time for God to make things beautiful in your life has come. Amen. You see, if the Bible says ask, and what happens? It, it, it's as if you don't ask that you don't receive. Oh. Are you going to ask today? Are you going to ask? If you ask, you will receive. He promises there. He has made everything beautiful in his time. And I know that his time for someone is now. Because Psalm 102 verse 13, Psalm 102 verse 13, said, Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her. Yeah, the set time is come. Tell somebody, my set time is come. My time for favor is come. My time for victory is come. My time to overcome is come. What do you need to be settled? What do you need? Three things. And then we'll begin to pray. Three things you need to be settled. Number one, you need a father. You need what? You need a father. Very important. Very important. We are made to understand that the father is the source. When we're talking about a father, we're talking about the heavenly father. In 1 Chronicles chapter 17, verse 13, we read verse 14. When you go to verse 13, you see God himself. When he was promising that he was going to establish and settle Solomon. He said, I will be his father. He shall be my son. I will not take my mercy away from him. As I took it from him that was before thee. You need a father. And that's very important. And it's very easy. That's why the Lord's prayer says what? Our, which art in? That's the beginning, starting point. God must be your father for God to settle you. How does he become your father? It's you simply giving your life to Christ. God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3, 16. When you go to John chapter 1, verses 12 to 13, he says, as many as received him, and that includes you and I. To them gave he what? Power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. You know, many of us, I'm sure if I were to take our testimonies here, I would see at least one person whose father has said, I disown you. Oh, fathers do it. Some will say it. Some will not say it, but they will act it. Is that not so? They will not, they'll just make sure that whatever it is that has to do with you, they cut you off. Ah, but there is a father that never disowns his own. And that's our heavenly father. He said, if you believe you are my son, I will give you power. Tell somebody, I receive that power. As if you say, I receive that power. Receive it in Jesus' name. So, what, that's your first requirement. The second is, Mercy. What did I say? Mercy. Mercy. There was a day that brother David, King David, Uncle David, whatever you want to call him, he needed mercy that his sin may be forgiven. 
Psalm 51, verses 1 and 4. After he killed Uriah and took his wife Bathsheba, David did not shy away from asking for mercy from the Lord. He said, have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness. Brethren, go to your Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Any man that comes to God and genuinely asks for mercy, obtains what? Obtains mercy. The only person I know who did not obtain mercy was the person that was asking for it when it was too late. And when is it too late? Once, the Bible says, um, it is given unto man to die only once. After this what? Judgment. When you stand before the throne of grace, or maybe you stand at the great white throne judgment, you cannot ask for mercy again. I pray for someone here today, it should not be too late for you. Amen. You will obtain mercy in the name of Jesus. Brother Bartimius, in Mark chapter 10, verse 46 to 48, Bartimius was a blind man and he needed healing. And he realized that the only avenue for me to get my healing was to do what? Ask for mercy. Ask for mercy. So number one, you need a father. Number two, you need mercy. And whatever you need mercy for today, your heavenly father will have mercy upon you. And you will receive it in Jesus' name. The mercy of God is permanent. His mercy is what? His mercy is not... I mean, he, he said, my faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him. In my name shall his horn be exalted. That's Psalm 89 verse 24. My faithfulness. God is giving you an assurance today. If you ask for his mercy, his faithfulness and mercy shall be with you. No wonder in Psalm 89 verse 1, the psalmist said, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord for how long? Forever. 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 So you need a father. You need mercy. And the third thing is, you need to build for God. You need to do what? Build for God. Build for God. In that same first Chronicles chapter 17 verse 12, God was still talking about that son that will be born to David. He said, he shall build me a house and I will establish his throne forever. He shall do what? When you build a house for God, <laughs> the benefits cannot be contained. I believe I shared one testimony of a man of God in the U.S. with us here some time ago. He was a preacher. The man that wrote that message, sinners in the hand of an angry God. I always forget his name. Jonathan Edward. Is that, is that the name? Yeah. Oh, whatever. But he wrote that message. He was a pastor. They said when he, whenever he would preach the message, he would go, come to the altar and be reading it. Mm. He'd be reading it. So it wasn't that he was charismatic or anything, but he was a man of God. And reading that message, the matter is on the internet. You can, if you just type sinners in the hand of the angry God, it will come up. By the time you read through half of it, you may be, it, may be, it may be very boring. But it was powerful. But that's not where I'm going. They now went and looked at his generations. Because this, he said, he will build me a house, I will establish his throne forever. They went and looked at the generation of that man. Among his descendants, they had many lawyers. Not just lawyers. They said people that were, uh, you know in America, president of schools. They, among his generation, as at the time they were doing the evaluation, 
they had two uh, uh, governors. They had maybe five senators. Among his descendants, they had a vice president of the United States. He built for God. God built for him. And they now compared his generation to that of a man that they lived together who was a rich man, but was not a Christian. And among his generation, they found that many of his children ended up in prison. And it was a generational thing. Do you realize one thing? Except Christ intervenes. If the father goes to prison, what happens? The, the child will go to prison. Except Christ intervenes. Build for God. Tell someone to build for God. And he will establish your throne forever. Amen. In Haggai chapter 1, he said, Therefore, I mean verse 5, Thus said the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. Consider your ways. He said, You have sown much and bring in little. You eat, but you have not enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe you, but there is none warm. He that earned wages, earned wages to put it into a bag with holes. Verse 7. Thus said the Lord of hosts, do what? Consider your ways. Look at verse 8. Go up to the mountain. Bring wood. Build the house. And I will take pleasure in it. I will be glorified in it, said the Lord. How do you build the house? I don't know building the house. I'm not talking about money now. How do you build the house? You are in the house of God. Be active in the house of God. Stop being a visitor to the house of your father. Can you tell somebody, stop being a visitor to the house of your father. Put it another way. <coughs> Excuse me. Tell somebody, find something doing. It's very important. Every member in the church should be a worker. Tell your neighbor he's talking to you. Every member of the church should be what? Say it again. Say he's talking to you. You need to find something doing in the house of your God. The benefits transcend your generation. It goes to generations. In our short life, I've seen it, brethren. I've seen it. God is a good God. He will ensure that you go, if Christ tarries, you go to your grave in a ripe old age, you settle, your mind is at peace. Because you know, you have left for him a heritage. A what? People that can, be, can walk in his mind, that God will say, ah, that's, that's the son of my son, that's the daughter of my daughter, that's the daughter of my son. God will not find you uh, wanting in Jesus' name. Amen. I say, will not find you wanting in Jesus' name. Amen. What is the topic again? Set to me. Set to me.